www.jrootradio.com. The preferred radio station for the Jewish home. Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. They had to talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. And also the text, which you could also donate. The station is in big need of donations. You have to understand how much is helping the community. We have music now for the young people, shows for the children, and Torah talks from unbelievable big people. So big donations are necessary. It's it's Sadaka, Sadaka to an institution, Sadaka to right now which is helping and saving our community in many, many ways. So if you could reach out yourselves and try to reach some big people. It's it's big stuff going on here. A lot of people being helped have a clean station. And again, it's important you know, for MISA, and it could help. And plus, calls or texting concerning constructive criticism, ways we can make it better, is also helpful. So the text is 347-927-8393. Again, the text 347-927-8398. And say, I want to donate and someone will call you back. So, Baruch Hashem... We're in the midst of Hanukkah now, and it's a time of miracles. Aragonos, the special light that goes back to the beginning of creation. And we're going to dedicate this year, Rabbi Shmuel Hanembrag, Sal, whose short site is the seventh day of Hanukkah. The talk will be dedicated to Rebbe. Rebbe, for many, many years, for many, many people. And plus, dedicated to your side of Manya Basimcha. So it's important that we know Kol Yisrael Yesh Chelek Olam Haba. A person has to know that every person as a Chelek at Olam Haba, you live forever and ever and ever. And you have to remind yourself how important you are. <clears throat> I told you the story once, a public school story. A boy came in after Shavuos and said to me, Why are you absent, Mr. Gripers? I said, well, yesterday Moses went up the mountain. And he didn't go for it so fast. I spoke to him about the miracles didn't work. Then I pulled him over while class was going on. Some of the school I remember... Big football player, tattoos, Jewish, but had no connection whatsoever. <clears throat> and he said to me, I don't believe any of this stuff. So I said, a big difference between you and me. After 70, 80, 90 years, you and the worms have a picnic. You and the worms have a picnic. But according to me, I know I live forever and ever and ever. And it was a whole different boy all of a sudden. His mouth opened. He recommended a book, Rab 
Beltarba. And the week after he came back, he looked more interested. When I got him the book, eventually he said, I want to go to Israel. So what was the spark here? The Chelek and Olam Haba. Everyone has to know. Look in the mirror for a little bit and say to yourself, I know I live forever. This Chelek also means responsibility. Because it says, Miller said in the Sefer, and <clears throat> concerning Parshish Yisro, that most of the time the Torah begins a pasuk with a vav. But it says Bachoidesh when it speaks about receiving the Torah, starts with a base. So the Rav said because this was a new beginning, that when we accepted the Torah, we became a new bria, a new creation. You weren't like the person next to you anymore. So every year has to understand you are a creation, a special creation that Hashem made. It's a very important thing. We have to bang into ourselves over and over and over. Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Just heard a Remilla tape on that too. Chavazavavo saying, you have to look at a fellow Jew, you have to look at him as Kodesh. Kodesh, Kodesh. Look at an important individual. There are very good people out there. We have to look at people in the proper perspective. What people do, we can't judge. We don't know why they do what they do. doesn't mean you have to invite them to your home for dinner. But Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. And then, I'm sure I spoke last week, also, in the same Indian, how could the Kahanim light the Hanukkah how could they like the menorah? They were Tomei, Thomas Mace, even though the oil was pure. So again, the Rabbim sure said, a big Chiddush, that since they did it Lishma, they did it because they wanted to do the right thing. No phony balonies. We have to be straight with Hashem. Hashem, I want to do the right thing. And since they did it Lishma, even though they were Tomei, Hashem accepted it. And the same with us. As you're lighting the candles, person has to know, I know I did a virus. I know I could be better. And I'm sleepy in my davening. And sometimes I yell and say to yourself, no, but I'm right now lighting the candles, lishma. I'm lighting because Hashem said so. And I'm lighting a light. Abraham used to say, there's 2,000 years of Hanukkah, which means the Kedusha is overpowering, overpowering. So a person, when you light, you can ask for everything, anything. Aragonus, to go back to the original light. So you have to know the power that we have because Hashem loves us so much, even in our state of weakness, even though we slip, and even though we might be lazy, even though we slip with our mouth too. But Hashem says, no, you can be tummy, but I'll accept you because with your heart, you want to do the right thing. You want to say the right thing, think the right thing, and you want to act the right way. It's a big thing, big thing. So we have a third thing now. You have Hashem made us a special creation. And now we all understand that Hashem loves us so much. We slip, we slip, we slip, but Hashem says, you want it, you're trying, you mean it, you're sincere. I'll give you everything. 
And you see so many Baal Tshuvas are like that. <clears throat> and even people who do Tshuva in general. That I spoke to people who are way, way off and doing different things. Not religious at all for a while. And then, but they always had inside the intention. You have to hear the Kavana. I want to know what this is all about. I, I'm seeking for the right thing. I want the right way. And then things happen, this happened, that happened. All of a sudden, now they have big yarmulkes on, big shaitels on. How is that possible? Schosovos, very nice. Probably schosovos, that's for sure. But also the intention of a person is real. And Hashem knows it's real. If the intentions are proper and pure, lishma means totally to do the right thing to Hashem, for Hashem you will see incredible things happen. Another, someone asked, <clears throat> how come this, these days of Hanukkah, a person is allowed to work? On Purim, the Megillah reading, you don't work. Even Tisha B'Av shouldn't work. So almost every Yantav, every Yantav, there's no work. How come this Yantav, Hanukkah, you work? Someone quoted a rabbi that was very insightful. The Greeks wanted to inculcate their whole philosophy top to bottom into us. So even their holidays, their culture, they want it in our bones. Which means when they would have a holiday, what do you do? You relax, there's one day, whatever they do on that day, maybe it's a spiritual day. So, if we would take Hanukkah and take off of work, so that would be our day. They have their day to celebrate <clears throat> their culture and religion. We have our days. So, no. Hanukkah is a time, there's Torah 24-7. It's very important, everybody. You're Eilach Yid. You're important. You want to do the right thing. It's 24-7. When you wake up in the morning... You have to do it in a way that a Torah person does it. You wake up Modani with a, with a schmack and a little note for your wife and you give good mornings and you have in geschmack and you work. This eight hour work, you work with Shema. You're working and you know at work you have to be the best possible worker. You have to make a Kiddush Hashem at work. It kept me going in public school. I knew at work I had to behave. Because <laughs> everything I would say and do is a forever. It is a model. It's going to be looked at. It's an important thing you have to know. Torah is not just when you learn one hour. When you dive in the morning to Hillam. Or it's your Dhamish Monesre. Torah is 24-7. You have to think it, live it. I'm going to talk a little bit Rabbi Brachtal, how the Rebbe taught so many lessons that helped 24-7. Remember, 24-7, what person has to know, it's Torah, Torah, Torah. Because if you look at Onisim, that's what the Greeks wanted to destroy, our Torah, our Torah. And that's what we have to be 24-7, not just a holiday, the one day, eight day thing. It's every day, every second. You want to do the right thing. And another important factor also 
I was listening to Aramillo on Chavis Abubos who stated a big, big Yisoyed. Everyone has to understand with all the special qualities. Remember, you have a chelik at Olam And you're a special Bria. Special, special. Hashem made you special, special, special. And the lights, even though we've slipped, Hashem is saying, no, I accept your tefillos. I accept your intentions. I accept your wants. And I'm going to do it all the time, morning to night. I'm going to try to do the right thing. And another important concept that everyone has his time. He said the Chavis Abbas, when he wrote his Sefer, was very worried. How could I write a Sefer that the Rift didn't write? How could I write? How could I do something in the past they didn't do? They knew more than me because Hashem made it. Doesn't say for Derek Hashem and others for him. That Hashem didn't finish creation. He left over many, many, many activities for us to do our part to finish the con- creation. So everybody listening here has to understand you have your moment. You have your moments. You have your uniqueness. It's not just I have to write a safer, not just I have to get a hundred on a test. It means you wake up in the morning. You could have a unique way of waking up with a happiness and a simcha. And a unique way to wake up your children with kisses instead of yells. And a unique way to, to daven and help concentrate. A unique way to say hello to people and give them encouragement. And a unique way to work with a positive attitude. To go to a grocery store with a positive attitude. Baruch Hashem, I have a grocery store. Now, unique, 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 and you can add a chiddush, a newness to the world that will have an effect. And what happens is it has an effect on generation to generation. And that's what I was thinking about Rebbe, Shmuelchan and Brag, Sal, at the time of the Yurt site is tomorrow night, the second, seventh night of Hanukkah. And one of the things the Rebbe did was along these lines. Made us feel very, very special. And every Hanukkah, well, like I said, if you had a Geiger counter of Kedusha, it would be out of the ballpark. There's so much holiness in the air now. It's filled. You can walk around and talk to Kaddish Baruch and ask and ask and ask and thank and thank and thank and get in tune. But also, the Rebbe always had a certain statement to begin again, gracious. Even now, a person always has the opportunity, again, repeat how important you are from the chalik to your important bria that you are. And you have 24-7 Torah. Again and again, we have to repeat, repeat. And you have your special place in this world. To begin again. Begin again today at the second, at this breath. Ah, deep breath. I remember the time on a Lail Shabbos I walked to Ramillah Shir and Chavis Abubas and Ramillah walked outside, was didn't walk in the women's section and looked at me very close and said, took a deep breath and said, cocktails. And again, Cocktail, three times. Cocktail, delicious Brooklyn air. <laughs> and did it, and had such a rush, such an effect. 
to begin again. I could take a deep breath and be thankful for it. And many times walking in the street, take those moments, especially when you're dragging a little bit. We all have our moments up and down. We're a human body. The eights are hard. This one happens. That happens. Money problems. Your, your body goes up and down. You don't sleep enough. You don't eat right. Join the club. But begin again. You can begin again with a nice deep breath. You can begin again as you wake up in the morning. And you dive and I'll begin again. I'll begin again. I'm going to start concentrating. Starting tomorrow morning. Starting Mincha time. Starting now. I'm going to start having concentration on okay, Zimra, Shema, Shmon Esrei, Tehillim. I'm going to start. Begin again, everybody. This is the time. Hanukkah is the time to begin again. No accident, Rebbe passed away in the Shanta. No accident. It's a time to begin again. It's real. It's you and Hashem. And another thing Rebbe always said, that you create your world. You create your world. That Hashem made you. You are a part of creation with Hashem. Always made everyone feel very special. It's another big quality. And a person has to know, like I said, you have your moments. And you have your opportunities. Most of the time we let situations create us instead of you creating the situation. Very important thing. Create your world. Don't let the world create you. And I mentioned the story many times having to do with just a person himself or herself inside that that runs the show on the outside. You just want a million dollars. Interesting. First tape. Number one. He's singing in this world. Said, if by chance you just won the lottery, a million dollars, and you walked into your house and your home, and no matter what the wife said, would you say hello or would you sing to her? Would you say a poem? Would you dance? So that's it, you're a millionaire. So you see, a person with the right attitude can create your world. Create to see what you have. We mentioned many times, make the list of all your thank yous and all the things you have. I mentioned this story, I mentioned a little boy, I will say a big boy gets up in the morning, right? We said this many, many times the story, and the bathroom's not available, no lunch. He's wrinkled pants, he goes to yeshiva, goes to the bus, and or the car is not working, or the bus comes by and splashes water on him, and he gets to yeshiva, and he's late again. Then he, again, that's a thumbs down, and during the day he's not going so well. And then he had a shidduch, and it didn't go through, and he goes home, and his brother squirts him with a water gun. Wow, that poor brother. I don't want to know about that little brother squirt. Yet, same story again. He gets up in the morning. Ah, the bathroom's there. Pants are, pants are all pressed. And he gets the bus. And he goes right to Yeshiva. He's right on time. And the Rebbe gets a big, big Yashikoach. And the day is great. The Shilak goes through. He's getting married in three months. And goes home. And his little brother squirts him with a water gun. And he squirts him back. It's all in our heads. It's all in our heads. Rebbe taught that you create your world. Create your world. You have to prepare. Prepare by going over constantly the blessings. Rebbe had many, many times 
dealing with health and heart and difficult times. And yet the positive attitude, the thankful attitude of being alive, of seeing the Tamidim and the family grow, his biggest happiness was watching others happy, families growing. So we can create our world, everybody. You are part of creation. You are an important part of creation. This is not chizuk, nice word, positive encouragement. This is emis, everybody. <laughs> this is what the real deal is. A person has to create his or her world. Create it in the mind. Create it by a list of all the thank yous. Create it by looking back from yesterday, the day before, the day before. Look back at your life, what you had, who you are, and what you're doing, and the progress. Everyone has made tremendous progress. Yet, for some reason, we look at what we don't have, or we didn't do. But every boy growing up in yeshiva is trying from this year to the next, and parents are trying to help and encourage. And each year, year after year, keep working on things. And every girl, too, and, and teenagers, and married people, and shadukim, people are trying, trying, trying. And you'll see, just keep trying. Have the proper intentions, the proper attitude, 24-7 Torah, 24-7 doing the right things. And you will create a constructive and positive world that when people jump on you and say things to you, it will hurt maybe, but you'll be able to deal with it. Because you will come in prepared with a positive attitude. The Rebbe also encouraged that attitude of creating your world, creating your world. And another aspect <clears throat> was concerning speech. Every said that emis means what comes out of your mouth has to be constructive. Has to be constructive. That Lashon Hara is not acceptable, Neville Pad not acceptable. That a person has to know what I say has to be something constructive. If it's not constructive, just don't say it. Don't say it. And we see, I think it's Ranban, Ranban's letter to his sons, right where everyone over this many, many times. Mambini, that a person has to learn to speak calmly. Speak calmly. It's the hardest thing, hardest thing. Speak calmly. It controls you. And then anger becomes less. And you become more humble and fearful of Hashem. But constructive, constructive. That speak softly. Speak softly. And think before you speak. Prepare, prepare. You mentioned going into one's house. Be like Paro. We'll see in Parshas to come. Where Marcus were all over. And yet, he was numb. He was numb too. Par was numb. Hard and thought he was numb. We'd be numb in a certain way. When in your home, a certain... Don't don't take everything personally. Think about, what am I going to do to save the day? What am I going to do to save the day? Constructive, constructive. We mentioned, I think Ramashur said weeks ago, that Avraham, Av, means father, king. And that means... Father in the home is someone who's going to save the day. He has to make sure all the participants, everyone's happy. He's the king. 
King Magdavid Melech saw people all the time, the eights and problems. So Ab doesn't mean king of the castle with the big gravel and do what I do, do what I say. No, it means you're the one to save the day. I told you many times, Morocco said to Yaakov, I want a baby. And Yaakov said, am I in Hashem's place? But Mel said, yeah, you're in Hashem's place. You're a superman to your wife. Expect that. Expect that. So a man has to know that what I have to do is very, very constructive. What I say is constructive. I say I can't downplay people, yell at people. On the other hand, off of Ava, when Avram was off of Ava, dust and ashes, which means what? You're going to take the guff. You're going to be yelled at. Abi don't do this, Tati did, Daddy this, and you're gonna to, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear all the, you know, like the citizens of a, of a kingdom. They went to David Melech and yelling and screaming, "We need this, we need food, we need this," and all the bad talk. So father's gonna get that too. But he has to be strong. He just said a little numb. He has to be someone who understands that only construct. Constructive talk has to come out of my mouth. I have to listen carefully and see what they need. That's why you prepare. Walk around in the streets, think about what your family needs. He's a superman. Remember, many times when a woman gets married, she has four arms right away. You forget the milk. So therefore, how could you forget the milk? She wouldn't forget the milk. I told you the story a little a few weeks ago. Man came to me. He, said he works with his wife for hours, hours, like two in the morning. Helping with some writing assignment. At the end of the evening, she even yelled, you didn't help me too much. And then, she didn't say thank you. And he walked away. He must have been listening to Musa. And he said to himself, ah, now I understand. Four arms mean. She wouldn't thank herself. So she has four arms now, two brains, two legs. So she, she forgot. She didn't say thank you to me. Why? Because she knows it doesn't say thank you to her own brains. Next day she said thank you. That's the, the point is there's a oneness. A man has to understand the Torah mind, how it works. How it works. So he has to understand. He has to listen. We'll talk about that in a second. And be constructive. And a woman too. The Rebbe was very big. See, a woman has to be... One, when the man comes home, whatever you say, a bomb, bomb for his wounds. In other words, soothing. First half hour. Everson Brock told me this years ago, and so many women have done this and have created tremendous happy situations, positive. When the man comes home, I told you a story Thursday night, a woman called me, my husband comes home, he walks out, he doesn't help, etc. She went on and on. I can't take it, she said so I just mentioned to her, Ribson told me, have something for him when he comes in. No no bugging, no no nagging, don't ask him to do what you do, when you do. Just listen. Give him a few time a few minutes. So I spoke. The next day the woman called me back. I worked like magic. Came home. I cut watermelon for him, a nice dish. I just gave him that time. He said I was ready. I told you. But no contention zone. I'm sure I brought had that influence. On that thought, no tension zone. First thing is encouragement to your mate. The M is yes, dear. Yes, sir. Yes, sure. Whatever your mate says, get into yes, sure. Why Why not be there? Create. Husband to the wife does it. He's like, the, the king is on your side. We're together deal here. Whatever you say is important to me. 
And the woman says that to the husband. All of a sudden, whatever his day was, hard, up, down, she's with him. The only person in the whole day is with her, with him. And she soothes his wounds and calms him down. She saves the day. This is the queen. The queen is a small lady. So we see a person can utilize speech, utilize the moment, and create positive situations. And one way is through the mouth, and another way is Rebbe taught a big thing with the family and others could understand listening. Rabbi Bragg was the listener of listeners. I calculated the 30 years could be thousands and thousands of walks. Home from Yeshiva and Camp Morris. And every talk was first, I, there was no tension zone, like I just said. Felt very, very comfortable. And listening, 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 listening. I saw people come over who I thought were asking silly questions and listen to them, and that they were the, like the only ones in the world. After every talk, Rebbe never said goodbye. You'd had to say goodbye on the phone too. His children said I, I was on the phone for hours so with my father because he would never say goodbye. I'd say okay, Abba, and feel guilty about it. But the idea is listening, everybody. This is a lost art today. That Rebbe was against cell phones at the beginning. Just the idea of two people walking, not even talking to each other, not to listen. Just think for a second. We listen to things if we need something. But to listen, child comes home to sit and listen. Your husband comes home to listen to him. Your wife to listen to her. People, if you're running somewhere, walking somewhere, someone stops you in the street, it's the most irritating thing today. You got somewhere to go. Like, and your foot's like walking away already. Why? Why? Most of the time, if you come a couple of minutes later, it's okay. We don't have the patience to listen anymore. It's one of the most destructive parts of society today. It's one of the big reasons people are running to help all over the place. A couple went to see someone, 45 minutes, $180 to see someone. The first couple of meetings with a big, big name, marital therapist, counselor. And the first two meetings were just talking. What's going on? What, how do you feel? How do you feel? I mean, $180 a shot. I heard he was cheap. There's others for two fifty, three hundred dollars a shot. And concerning individuals, if people, we have to work on the quality of listening. And I know in Rebbe Pass, I said to myself, I have to work on it. People talking have to hold back from running and wanting to do what I want to do. There's a, a big thing. Hanukkah, if we want to make our little input, our little place in society... Become a listener again. Start with your family. When children are crying out, don't say, I'll be okay. Listen. They have trouble in the class, trouble on their test, trouble with a friend. Don't say, no, I'll be fine. No, no, no. So learn to listen. To listen. And many times, everybody, to look between the lines also. It's a very important thing. Usually a yell or scream from another person is usually much... Much, much exaggerated. For example, you'll come late and you'll get, you can get, I miss you, or you can get a yell like uh, the Brooklyn Bridge fell down. How? Because today, no tit for tat. It's tit for 
a bomb. For some reason, we can't take anything again. Our rotson, and there's so it's important to understand even when you're getting yelled at and getting a a certain word against your rotson. It's 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 part of us. We can't take it anymore. <laughs> That's why I told you. We told the famous story. I had my 12, 13 years ago already. I mentioned one of the Talmidim of Rabrag in, in Yeshiva. A new roommate came in to the dormitory and was playing the newest gadgets, new music. And a certain bacha couldn't sleep and went to Rabrag and said, Rebbe, what do I do? What do I do? And he also throws things when I tell him nicely. So he says, next time he throws something, pick it up, put it in its place and give him a hug. Rebbe, I don't understand. Again, pick it up, put it in his place, give him a hug. Rebbe, I'll be a shmata, shmata. He'll step all over me. Again, pick it up, put it in his place, give him a hug. And he did it. In the two, three days, the relationship changed. Eventually, they became good friends, and everyone did very, very well. But he didn't understand this man. Why did this technique work until about four or five months ago? Or more already. And he said... I came home, I was home, and my son came home from Yeshiva that day. He was so angry, he got crayons, took him out of the box, drawing on the walls, and every time I put him in his room, it didn't work. Every time I gave him a pot, it didn't work. I said, no dessert, no, no remote-controlled cars, everything under the sun. And then at the end of the day, my son screamed and yelled out, Abba, Abba, my Rebbe yelled at me today. Then he understood. He dealt with the problem. He didn't listen. He wasn't listened to his son whatsoever. When his son comes home and he's out of character or acting out or writing all over the walls, etc., etc., listening is not only words that, Abba, I need help. Listen between the lines. Something is bothering him. Something is bothering him. If I, he said to me, if I would have gave him a big hug, Gravy told me to do it to the other guy. And say, what's the matter, Chaim? What's the matter? What's the matter? How could I help? Come, come, come on. Just hug me for a while. Someone would have opened up and never did any of the other stuff. And the same here. The same here with the bacher who was throwing things. That hug meant you were in pain inside. That listening skill has to go beyond just listening with words. Which is, Let's start with that. A man gets home and there's a yell or the other way around. He's a yell. It should never be. We have to understand, listen between the lines. Where is this coming from? Instead of going, sugar, when I just came home, you do it too, whatever comes up in your mind, listen. And then before you come home, start thinking, 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 what makes her upset? Many times, could be attention, appreciation, and affection. You mentioned this, Moshe Aaron Stern mentioned this. Attention, when you come home, do not put on your cell phone. Cell phone away, computer away. Attention, appreciation, just say good things. The other way around too, the wife, the man works, he comes home. Attention, focus on him, not on the phone with your friends, or not on the computer, not on whatever it is. Appreciation. That you have a husband. An affection. It's very, very important. So a person can create a situation 
And this way is listening. You see, all of a sudden, you see the other person upset. First of all, try attention, appreciation, and, and affection, AAA. And then listen between the lines a little bit. Listen, it could be the birthday you forgot. You know, guys, sometimes they, the birthday, and you know, they're stingy with the money, so with themselves. Okay, but the wife and yuntus and the children, you have to know. The Rambam, the Rambam. And a certain part of the safer that deals with marital things. He said, with your wife, you have to know. You have to spend. You have to spend. Don't go, you know, you want to eat, uh, you know, have bread and sleep on the floor. Very nice. But it's important that we understand that we have to listen. And somebody listening is a yell. Somebody listening is a destructive act. I'm listening means they get themselves in trouble and you got to pull it out. But to learn to listen and look between the lines and then start a, a constructive way of, improve, of improving the situation is very, very crucial. To learn to listen, learn to listen, everybody. Let's make a little bit of a thought that should settle in our heads. To learn that listening to someone else could be the biggest chizuk, the biggest chizuk encouragement that anyone gets. And if you agree with them, we give them encouragement or follow in their ways a little bit and follow their advice a little bit. Who knows what you do for people? But we have to learn to listen. And a big thing too, what we mentioned earlier, the idea of appreciation too that the appreciation you know Rebbe had because of all operations etc this also helped in all these areas okay so we started a process with Hanukkah and knowing that every year is a chalik and all of my bow we said and we said that we're a unique Bria she made us special the ones who received the Torah People are special. You can be special. Like we mentioned, because even a person we mentioned with the light, Thomas Mace, the Kohanim, and yet they lit because a person is Tome who has weaknesses, who has parts of their life that are not constructive, that it can be a time that you can be. And Hashem will accept your prayers even though there's weakness in you. And 24-7, Torah, 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 like we said, and you have your time. So, what I wanted to look a little bit is going back to, again, the Shittas of Rabbi Bragtzal, who's short side of the seventh day of Hanukkah, to go over these teachings a little bit with Rabbi Miller's Ten Commandments of Marriage. That I think, very important, everyone should get a copy, 620 tape, Listen over and over again. You'll see if you listen to it over and over again. You'll start seeing pretty much every aspect of marriage and how to deal with it constructively and be a big success too. So we go back to the first commandment. Be realistic. Expect the unexpected. And we just spoke about that. When you're going out and everyone... 
is on their best behavior and trying their best. But after you get married, everyone is who they are. That's what I, I mentioned many times. Everybody was very big on looking for Shaduchim, making sure there's Kiva of the aim, the honor parents, honor parents. And one story occurred. A guy came to me, oh, a woman wants to marry him, but she can't stand her parents. She wants to get away from her parents. So that's, that's, that's a trouble one. That's not so simple, everybody. Because what happens is when you get married, unfortunately, don't be surprised. You might get a bop on the head now. So but another person came to me at the same time period and said, my parents, woman wants to marry me, she doesn't get along with the parents, but she wants to get along with the parents. It's difficult. So broke the they got married and it went very well. But a person has to know that ex- expect the unexpected. Because women and men are different. Like I said, men tell me, oh, well, she nags me, she acts like she owns you. No, she's one body, you have to understand. Or the man comes home, he has a little bit of ego maybe, a little bit of a certain, he laxes off a little bit. These are things we're human beings. Expect unexpected. Now, like we just said, the the Bacho came in yeshiva and um new boy and was playing music all night. Or the kid, child, child comes home from yeshiva yelling. Or the man walks in the house and he gets a woo-wee. He gets a big, big yelling. Expect unexpected. People have their days, have their moments. I think the brisker rub said, when I was angry, my wife was quiet. When she was angry, I was quiet. Whatever it is. I told the story once. A man in the morning took lunch. There was only one can of tuna fish and he took it. He said, ah, the children could eat something else. At lunchtime, he called his wife, and his wife yelled at him, blasted him. On the phone, he's going, I don't understand. I guess he said to himself, be realistic, expect the unexpected. And what happened was, he let it go, it was quiet. And two weeks later, he was home in the morning when the children didn't have their tuna fish and peanut butter. Wow, were they upset. So now he realized, by doing that, he took a lot away from his wife. Children probably were like, I'm not going to school today. Where's my tuna fish? Where's my lunch? But at the time, he thought she was 100% right. So expect the unexpected. Again, your job is to fix the situation, not deal with it. When things happen, or you know what's going to happen with wife and husband and children and children and parents, School, just know what's going to happen. Have a feel what's going to happen. And unexpected things happen. Try to have control. Have a little bit of control that we have to step back at the moment, at the moment. Take it on the chin. Then later on, think about it. Maybe ask your Rebbe about it. See what might be causing the situation. And you'll be surprised. You'll be able to fix up. Fix up. There's so many things we can fix up by being very, very practical. I tell you this story so many times, but it's worth, again, how doing the right thing, if a man does the right thing and a woman does the right thing, most of our marital difficulties can be cured. And I told you the story. I got a call. I was 16 years married. And a man got on the phone until my wife went out. Get out of town. And my wife will speak to you once. 
I put on the phone, said every rabbi, therapist, agency was to give me money, wants me out, people on the street are saying, what are you doing with this man? He said, he works on and off. And she said, yes, he doesn't help me at home. And there's no Torah, no time, he runs in, runs out. And I, that's it. So he called back later and I said to him, well, miracles, I don't know if we can perform, but we'll tell you practically what to do. It's Thursday night. So Thursday night, I said, clean up. Make sure the kitchen's clean, sink is clean. To show you really thought about it before Shabbos. Really showed him. And then told him, prepare a little Torah, learn a little bit. So Shabbos tables could be vibrant stories. And also with that, play with the children, learn with the children. Enjoying. Enjoyment. And another thing, if you're working, I said to him, just keep working. Make sure you keep working, working, working. Women like to see a man with seda, accomplishing, go to davening. Women don't like when the husband doesn't daven. Daven's at home. And make sure you're working. The last part, we always said that no tension zone. Simon says, Simon says, come in the house where you encourage her. Yes, yeah, sure. Even if you disagree, just listen to her point first. Listen to a point. Maybe, uh, maybe you're wrong. And Simon says, Simon says, Simon says, whatever she says, this will do. And I said, but don't tell her. Let's see what happens. And while she called back, he told her why, I don't know. Then Sunday at the Shabbos, she called me. I was ready for like, what are you doing? And she said, it was the nicest Shabbos of my whole life. My nicest Shabbos of my whole life. He came home. I first of all, I noticed a beautiful house in the morning. So Friday morning, he really helped clean. When he came home, when I asked him, he helped. He was wonderful. And with the children on Shabbos and singing and being with them, spending time. And it was just incredible. I think she says, what am I going to tell the rabbis and therapists now? So I said, call me back tomorrow. She called me back again. It continued. I called them every three days. This is not a... Hokey pokey, this is not a made up story. This is what a man has to do now. And then eventually I even spoke to her too when he comes home. Give him that time, give him that half hour, give him that watermelon like we said earlier. And a week went by, two weeks went by. She called complaining, he doesn't learn. He's working six hours a week now, six days a week now. So had him a sheer. But it's an incredible thing. Instead of doing what he has to do, like a regular routine. Little note to each other in the morning saying, You start my day, honey. Either way, you know, people send each other notes, and years go by, and they have little drawers with all the notes in it. A little cold during the day saying, What can I do for you today? What do you need today? When you come home, that half hour break, he should eat a little donut when he walks in, and she should have something ready for him. She could have a donut too when he comes in. Everyone should be a little relaxed. And the evening too is very important evenings together. No phones, no computers, time for each other, doing your business. Helping out, being there for each other, and it's a good idea for husband to go out, dive in Meyerv, go out, and if he can learn, if his wife is, is is able to deal with the situation at home, he can go out and learn an hour or two. Comes home after Meyerv helps out and it goes to sleep. All of a sudden, it's constructive. This is the way a, a constructive marriage works. Instead of in our own planet in our own universe. And then if things are still a little 
off base, so then there's other things to work on. But the point is a person has to have a seder, constructive way to deal with life. And when unexpected things happen, when you're going along a seder and you're looking to fix situations, you'll see productive endings. And keeping routines, like I just said, second command was keeping routines. Keep that seder, keep that seder with the wife. Tuesday night, if you take that walk, you know, a couple took a walk. I took the wife out every Tuesday night. They got babysitters for 10 years. And it's unbelievable. That becomes wife and hubby time. And it's a big thing. I know people who babysat for the people, and they also went out Tuesday. That's when they got married. And they formed good friends, best friends. You know, people take Shabbos walks now. Husband and wife, Shabbos walks. It's a very important thing. Rekindle, rekindle, rekindle the original happiness. The original happiness. Your husband and Kala. To keep those routines. The third commandment. Very very important with that. Very very important with these routines and learning routines and keeping seder and making peace as soon as possible. That's also very important to work on making peace as soon as possible. Whatever you see, you remember you try to fix up the problem anyway. If you have to say you're sorry, apologize, get a broom out, or the watermelon out, whatever it is. Make peace. As soon as there's peace, the next day can start fresh. Deep breaths, cocktails, and start. But as soon as it brews and we don't make peace, it goes on to the next day and next day and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's very important also to use, we mentioned, calm speech, calm voice, and try to work on Making peace as soon as possible. Very important. The other part is irritated. Your job is to make peace. If you're irritated, hope with the other party. Make peace as soon as possible, whatever it takes. You may say, oh, I, I'm, the only, I'm the one that does it all the time. Do it. And we have to ask advice like we said. So just repeat. Hanukkah time. To review, review. To everyone. All idea. Call Yisrael. Every yid is going to live forever, ever, ever. And we have to know with special, special, special Bria creation, Hashem loves us, made us. And that even though we sometimes slip, Hashem on Hanukkah all year round will pull us up. As long as we do the Bishma, we do this, try to turn things around, begin again, like Rabbi Brock said. And Hanukkah Torah is 24 7, not just eight day. So-called holiday, Yantav, 24-7, Torah, had to live it at work with friends at the grocery store, waiting for the bus, morning wake-up, night, all encounters. And that everyone has a special chaylik, a special time, a special time that you, a part of creation, Shem left things open, actions open, that you, you are here, you are here to fill up. You can do it on a daily basis. You are Urgent, important, crucial to the existence of this earth. And the Rabrag again, the main criteria is of, to begin again, begin again. Create your world. Don't let the world create you. And become 
a listener, someone who speaks constructive, talks only, and listens, 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 even listening sometimes is hard with that big yelling going on. Listen, listen, listen. People need to be listened to. Then from there you can proceed. And then it works from there, fix and not deal. Think how to fix situations, how to make it better. At the moment, just suck it in. You'll see and be able to figure out how to deal and create a positive existence. So, Baruch Hashem, we should take the lights and the spirit, the chizuk, the ruchnius, the chanaka, all year round, 24-7, is Torah, 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 which means at work, in the office, school, at home. And again, Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. Remember also, Hanukkah, the last days, please watch the lights. Don't be, I know people call me up, put the lights out if you're going out after an hour or so, half hour or so. You have to make sure you're safe, safe, safe. If you want to hear the talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31, and also the text is very important, everybody. The station needs donations. You could also text constructive criticism, too. But the text now, take it down, give it to friends. Yourself go to some big people. People go and collect thousands, 10,000 for yeshivas, 10,000 for organizations. But this is a big organization. J-Root is helping young people. Children have shows now and music, kosher music, kosher shows, kosher talks, Torah talks. This is crucial. And then it should spread all over the country, all over the world. So we don't have to listen to their stuff so-called, the healthy stuff. So the number for the text is 347-927-8398. Again, 347-927-8398. Call in and say, I want to donate. Everyone should try to solicit. Some people know how. Know how to solicit. Big bucks. You can get $100,000, $200,000. It'll keep going. I have a feeling most speakers are not even paid anyway. There's so much we can spread out to help. And you're part of it. See you in Griper again, 718-339-6020. Aslocha bracha. Aliktaka Hanukkah. And Aslocha Rabba and everything. Rukhnis and Gashmis. 120 plus years. You're listening to J Root Radio.